We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Greetings, everyone. It's uh, <coughs> Walt Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Work from home currently today. I was going to go in, actually, when this was all said and done, because I've been without hot water all week. And, you know, the leasing office claimed that they were sending, you know, they sent somebody to fix it, but still cold water. And I can, and, you know, and what the kicker was is yes, on Monday night, I um, turned the breaker off to the hot water tank and left it off. And when I came back, you know, when I came back late, you know, after work yesterday, it was still off. So nothing was done. But now it's done. <clears throat> and I thought about going to the office, but I'm probably not going to do that. I'll work for, I'll just stay where I'm at. Stay warm. Although it's not, although it's only 48 degrees out. So... I'm going to start the podcast off of introducing myself as Pat Narduzzi, which I guess was the last thing on my mind. The obvious hot topic is Narduzzi got a seven-year extension, which is warranted. I'm, I know people are screaming about this because the guy went five and seven, and we'll get the we'll get the pit season here in a minute. Yeah, it, yeah, I get it. Why extend him after going five and seven? But well, here's the thing: if Pitt has a knock, Pitt has a knockout year next year, which is what it looks like. The you know, good things are are on the horizon. Does it mean Pitt's could be a national title contender? No, not at all. Will they win the ACC? No, not at all either. They make a tenant for their division. That's about it. That's as far as they're going to go, unfortunately, for, for for the moment. I think this league for next few for next few years this league's pretty much gonna be Miami, Clemson, and possibly Florida State with a Willie Taggart hiring. So, you know, you got your three strong teams there and you know Pitt's up there. You know, they have a chance to be up there. NC State, you know, the one thing, you know, they had a really good year and I don't see them could you know continue on with that. You know, one thing they benefited from was was lost senior leadership, and they're losing all that this past year. So I think they're going to fall back a little bit. But you know, this is good for Pitt. I mean, it, one thing is it provides stability for the program, at least the perception of stability, because you don't want other schools going in negative negative recruiting against Pitt, saying you know Pat just went five and seven, you know that staff is going to get blown up, or he's you know he's looking for a way out, you know this and that. You got to deal with that type of thing. Whereas it was the same thing with Walt Harris when he went nine and four in two thousand two. In the off season, the ACC, the ACC, you know, tried to implode the Big East. So you had that going, 
And supposedly there was rumors going around behind the scenes that uh, Harris was looking for jobs in the NFL. And a lot, there was a lot that was just being used as negative recruit Walt, against Walt Harris in that offseason going into 2003. Which is why that's, you know, that that was such a critical rec- recruiting year for Pitt and it just blew up and that's one of the reasons why is those rumors of instability that Harris was leaving was the issue. And... um Obviously, playing a crappy conference is one of them, too. And, you know, Harris was gone the next after the next year anyway. As, you know, his agent pretty much killed that type of thing. So, Pat's here for a little while. And, you know, after two, eight, you know, after two straight eight-win seasons, and then this happens, you want to keep him around. You know, he wasn't, he didn't deserve to be fired or anything like that. He hasn't done it enough to be fired yet. You know, he's just fine where he's at. You, I mean, this is year three for him. And, you know, like I said, year three for Dave Wanstead, he was five, he was four and, I think it's four and seven or five and seven, one of the two. And, uh, that was a bad year for him. But, um, he beat West Virginia and he beat Cincinnati. There was, I think, by the time Cincinnati was ranked. He must be Michigan State. I mean, he had LaShawn McCoy. The only difference is he had LaShawn McCoy. And Pitt really had nobody stepping up this year on offense till towards till till later in the year. And also, you know, um obviously Harry and at the at the one site, pghsportsnow.com. He did an interview with Quadri Henderson, and Henderson touched on why he why he decided to go pro. And basically, his touches were were being reduced, and basically he was worried by the stock falling. And um, I can understand that. I guess he's he's looking for a Ryan Switzer type of role, a Tyreek Hill kind of role. And obviously, he feels he has a lot he has a lot of potential, and it's just it's not going to be realized where he's at. But one thing needs to be realized with Quadri Henderson. And I hope and I wish him well. It goes both ways. He really didn't show us much as a receiver this year. He he just didn't have that receiver mentality. A lot of the plays we gave to him were design plays. But on the other side of it as well, we had instability at the quarterback position. You know, it was bad. The passing game sucked. Max Brown didn't start off all that well, and by the time he finally got going, he got hurt. And then um, <clears throat> we have Ben DiNucci, who was very often on, or sometimes on. We had him to deal with, and he was just as limited as he can go. Finally, we find a quarterback in Kenny Pickett, which it took us the end of the year to do it. I think maybe if he stays a year, he he steps up in his role and he has a better quarterback to help him with that. And unfortunately, he won't will never realize that. And so I wish him best in the pros, and I hope it works out for him where he goes. If even if he gets drafted, if not, come back and finish your degree because money can be taken away from you anytime. You can lose money anytime. Your college education is something that can never be taken away from you. Anyways, we're going to the pit season in review. Pitt finished five and seven this year. 
was a disappointing season. If we're going by the whole binary system where it's ones and zeros, or yes or no, we're going to say yes. It was disappointing. Bad season, yes, as well. I mean, we can rationalize why these why it was a, not a bad year as we thought it was. End of the day, it's a bad season, a disappointing season. Is it disastrous? No, I don't, I don't believe it is. The Miami win, I believe, saved that. And better things are ahead. Not to mention the defense has, you know, started playing better in the second half. You know, we saw a lot of... Um, a lot of progress there, especially in the you know, especially in the back seven with the linebackers in the secondary. But starting off the year, you know, people, you know, beats Youngstown State in overtime, and that was bad. And then Pitt obviously goes to State College and loses to Penn State thirty three fourteen. Pitt pretty much dominated the time of possession for most of that game. It's just Pitt couldn't score points. There was nobody to do that. And we, we'll touch on the you know some of the offense here after, after we get through all this. Oklahoma State, same thing. Couldn't move the ball. Couldn't do dick. They lose offense stays on the defense stays on the field most of the game. Fifty nine twenty one. Georgia Tech turnovers kept Pitt in that game, but they they pulled away early. They pulled away later in that that, that game. Pickets Rice and destroys them, and you see that there's a. Some confidence in the passing game with Max Brown and his receivers. And we saw in the Syracuse game as well, but unfortunately, Max Brown got hurt, and that was that. You know, it seemed like he was stepping up in the pocket more. He was getting rid of the ball. He was getting himself in rhythm. And, of course, that went poof when he got hurt, and he was out for the year after the Syracuse loss. NC State, you know, Pitt was in, in for most of that game, but, of course, lack of offense took – you know, took its toll. Then we had a little bright spot. Pitt finished a year. The Pitt won. Pitt finished the season winning three of its last five. They they beat Duke thanks to Darren Hall's big game. They take out Virginia in convincing fashion. Uh, the one disappointing game was North Carolina, a Thursday night game after a long, you know, time off. Pitt got out coached in that game. They scored thirty-one points and still lost. And it was a case of Pitt's defense getting out-coached, out-schemed, everything. Disappointing loss. Virginia Tech should have been a win. Kenny Pickett gets him to the goal line. And, of course, the play calling screwed him on that one. It took the ball of his hands and bungled that. And, of course, the bright spot in Miami where Pitt pretty much destroyed Miami. They, they were more physical than Miami was on the defensive side, which is why Pitt won this game. They, they, you know, Miami tends to win these games because they have more athletes and they're just better than Pitt. Pitt, on this hand, they did something different. They killed the stigma. Pretty much that day, they stepped on that field and said, "You know what? We don't get, we don't give a damn if you're Miami and, and, you're, and you're the U and you have the turnover chain, this and that, you know, and you have this whole uh, tough, tough guy, this bully image of yourself. We don't care. We're gonna come in there and we're gonna stomp on your throat." And that's what they did pretty much. Pitt didn't care who they were, what they were. They went and they threw several punches, knocked them on the ground. And pretty much that has to be the attitude for Pitt next year when they step on this field because 
they the schedule is not going to be too helpful for them. They got they got come with a stigma that they don't care of who they're playing and what they're playing. We're just going to beat the crap out of you. And um, let's hope that, you know, they take that attitude with they, you know, for that last game and bring it to next year. And looking over the team as well, pretty crazy stuff here. I mean, Max Brown, up until his injury, he was he completed, he completed 71% of his passes, which is surprisingly. Of course, probably most of that was against Rice, most likely, because I think he threw for he threw for 997 yards, but probably half of that was against Rice. Ben DiNucci completed 55% of his passes, which isn't obviously any good. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great. You know, Kane Pickett closed out the year, completing almost 60% of his passes. And of course, the, the the big bright spot of this whole thing is Ryan Winslow. Ryan Winslow completed 100% of his passes for 15 yards and a touchdown for a rating of 556. So basically, the bright spot of our, of our passing game was Ryan Winslow. I mean, that was a really good thrown ball, too. Here's one thing that gets here's one thing that's over gets overlooked, and we'll get in. Um, first, we'll start off with the, with the running backs. I mean, Darren Hall picked up picked up towards the end. I mean, he ran for he had 785 yards total from scrimmage, and most of that was probably in the second half of the year. Qua, you know, it's Quadrillison had almost 600 yards from scrimmage. You had Olison. We were hoping for you know what we saw his freshman year, but I think with Quadri- I think that year with Olison, he ran behind a really good offensive line, and basically you could say yeah, that's what his numbers that year were product of was the offensive line was just so good. You know, Shantez Moss unfortunately is gone, and you know Quadri Anderson, you know he had some touches as well. He had two hundred fifty yards rushing, receiving though. You know, something catches 106 yards. It's just not going to get done. Speaking of the speaking of the receivers, Pittsling receiver was Rafael Rujo Lopez. He had 43 catches for 531 yards, two TDs. Jester Wee was not too far behind with 41 catches for 698. But here's one glowing thing about the offense that was missing from last year: tight end. Last year, Scott Orndorff was missed last year. From, from last year. Because nobody in the tight end realm really stepped up. I mean, that Flanagan was serviceable. But we were hoping big things from Chris Clark, and it just never materialized. So, that's one thing that really helped Pitt last year was the tight end. Because Orndorff made some big catches in some, in some big situations. Clemson being one of them. And that was the glaring one. On defense, one glaring thing I saw was the lack of turnovers. They, you know, the team just really didn't force them any turnovers this year. Is what we liked. You know, interceptions were very little. And one thing about a good defense is you gotta have good. You got, you gotta have good. Um, you gotta be able to force turnovers. Uh, you know, as far as the. 
defense is concerned, there were some bright spots. Obviously, DeMar Hamlin got better as the season went on. I mean, he took his lumps early, but he got better. Elijah Zeiss, same thing. He had a decent year. Aduwu, if I'm pronouncing his name right, had eleven, had almost 12 tackles for loss, five sacks. He was the big... Not to mention, he... Uh, shoot, he had... Um, Fumble, you know, fumble recovery. Avante Maddox, as much as you know, we uh, pick on him sometimes because he's been, you know, he's been here for so long. He really picked it up at, at, towards the end of the year, and I wish we could see more of him because he played. He was starting to, he was starting to play really, really good. And you hope he picks it up as he moves on. Dwayne Hendricks started start to pick up as well. Selene Brightwell, Dennis Briggs, another another one. I mean, there's that group is really starting to pick up. And um, as far as you know, losing. Um, well, we'll get the lo- who we're losing this off season, but obviously we need better performance from you know the kicking game because Kessman was very disappointing. You hope that works out. Ryan Winslow's going to be missed. He was a hell of a punter, so he will be missed. And of course, somebody will, you know, Quadri's gone, so we'll need a punt returner. And we're looking at the the, the guys that are leaving. Obviously, we're going to lose Jared Jones Smith. Alex Officer's gone, and of course, um, Jester Wee, Quadri Henderson. Those guys are gone. So far, that's who we're losing there, and you know some notables in the offense. But you know, as far as receiver goes, you know we got Lopez, who he's still, he'll be there next year as a senior. Aaron Matthews is going to be there as well. Ruben Flowers, a notable one. Tight end, you know Chris Clark will be back. So we got at least you know some experience there. Darren Hall is going to be back. And of course, we got Kenny Pickett back. So, you know, offensively, we're not looking too bad. Defensively, so far, we're we're just losing from a senior, from a notable senior. We're just we're losing Avante Maddox, really. Um, barring that Jordan Whitehead doesn't go pro, because we got a lot of bunch of other guys back. You know, so it's. Love experience for next year, so it's it's shaping up to be a good year for next year for Pitt. If you on on paper, of course, is what I'm saying. So there's some good things to think you know to be you know positive about. Now there was one player who um, that is leaving. I believe uh, that person is Ian Troost. He's leaving to go focus on his academics and social justice initiatives, and you know. I know that caused a big funk early in the year. And what's what's funny, what's kind of weird about it was, it's not really funny but weird, is pretty much it was forgotten about the rest of the year. Nobody ever talked about it. Just for a handful of things. And my thing with that is, when he was doing the kneeling, I was I was curious. I had no issues with it at all. My, my curiosity was what, it, was what he was going to do with it. I mean, was he kneeling just to kneel? Say, you know, because obviously... Especially on social media, we do stuff because it's the hip thing to do. It's almost like uh, it's almost like saying I'm going to pray 
I'm just gonna. I'm not really gonna do anything. I'm just gonna pray though. So praying will 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 you will know, solve it. You know. But he's actually gonna take it and do something with it. And hey, good for him. I'm happy for him. If I, I mean, if he found his calling, I mean, obviously we need more with these type of issues we have. You know, in, in society, hey, we can use more people like him. So more the more the merrier. So, you know, kudos to him. I mean, you could probably say maybe, you know, with Colin Kaepernick, he lost his job with football, but he maybe found his life's work for what he's doing now. So, hopefully the work same goes for Ian as well, and hopefully he takes what he did and he keep, continues to build. And obviously he's going to do that. But anyways, I'm going to end it here. Obviously, we got coach, we got stability, barring any assistance leave. And, you know, sky, you know, sky's bright. I mean, of course, the season was disappointing. Total disaster, no. It just was a bad, disappointing year. It happens. But uh, things looked up. Held up it. 